You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. I'm Remy. I'm Lauren. And we've got and a special guest on with us tonight. That's I'm Noonie. Charles. Everybody calls me Noonie, though. You know, that's hey, Noonie. Noonie. Mm-hmm. Welcome to but Tales I, from the Bar Side, my friend. <clears throat> We're going to tell some drinking stories tonight. We're going to have some drinks tonight. <laughs> no. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, Absolutely. it's our pleasure. Thanks for being on. What are you drinking on? Uh, so I started off today with uh, some 2 James barrel-aged gin. With uh, I, I simmered some freaking orange pills, lemon pills, honey, and ginger. And then Ooh. I froze it into like cubes because I'm a weirdo. And I did that, but I'm not allowed to drink too much of that uh <laughs> To James because it's expensive and I kind of <laughs> don't have a job at the moment. Kind of you got to save it. So just like all of us, Jameson and MGD. So yeah. perfect, Remy. What are you drinking? Uh, I got myself a little bottle of Buffalo Trace. Ooh, I love Buffalo Trace. Yeah, me too. And uh, blue light. Nice. Yeah. I've got a uh, Bartles and James watermelon mint seltzer, and then I also have a bottle of Apothic Red that I was going to crack open. I think <laughs> I like Apothic, man. They make some Me good too. reds. They do. That's a nice, and it's not too expensive. It's just some good red wine. Yeah, lots of good stuff on there. So, Nuni, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, like, what type of bartending you do and stuff? Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, well. Uh, so I started off uh, in the bar industry as just like a bar back, like most people. But I worked at uh, big events. I started off at just big events all the time. And then I got into a bar called uh, Grasshopper. And I was a bar back for a while there. And then one of the most amazing bartenders I've ever met in my life taught me how to bartend. <laughs> Her, she's right over here. It's me. Uh, wherever, wherever the camera is at. You know? She's right there. Yay, she's you got trained by Lou. <laughs> Absolutely. And then uh, actually my wife also got trained by her. Yeah. Yeah. We tried <laughs> to keep our relationship secret, but you know, but as far as what bartending I do now, I work at a bar called a uh, mixed brick town right downtown. It's right outside of the uh, Greek town area. It's a really cool spot. It's a, uh, it's, it's black owned. It's woman owned. It's an amazing spot. Like I love her. She loves me. She takes care of me. She knows that my like, she knows my goals as far as who I am as a person. So, you know, she works with me on that. So. And she lets you do it's some fun. pretty cool events there and stuff. Don't you run like a game night? Yeah, absolutely. We started a, a video game night on uh, every Wednesday. We started it in the wintertime, even when nobody was going downtown. You know, <laughs> she still let me like have that night as opposed to just closing all together, which is really cool. And uh, we've been going and uh, we wanted it to pop off really big during the spring and summer. But, you know pandemics happen so <laughs> nothing any of us can do about that right and you uh, are are you like everybody else just missing the life terribly oh man was uh was really dope is i miss tipping more than i miss serving <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i miss actually visiting my bartender friends right and i miss uh, obviously i miss my regulars and stuff like that but i really miss getting off of work early going yeah. to a bar at the end of the night and just be like <laughs> i made some tips tonight I'm giving it to you. And yeah. then like, you know, I'm going home. <laughs> Spread the love. Bartenders are good at that. <laughs> and the night that, what was it? The fall back and you get an extra hour or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, the bar I was working at didn't stay open for the extra hour. So we all like finished cleaning as fast as possible and like went running around Ferndale, <laughs> getting as many shots <laughs> in as possible in an hour. <laughs> I love uh, when you can like go out with your friends. Mm-hmm. That's the best. I mean, most of the time that I was downtown, I was working at, well, for a good five years, I was working at the Hard Rock and we closed at midnight. So every night we'd be, you know, that's, you get an extra hour, maybe 45 minutes of drinking in. And then, you know, you know, the bartenders, you know, the owners. So like <laughs> they close up, but you don't have to go. You can stay for one more, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> you get that VIP time. treatment. You get to hang yeah, out a little exactly. extra long. <laughs> I poured I this think, drink for you an hour ago. I think everybody's <laughs> been in the back room of a certain downtown bar that we won't say their name or anything like that. If anyone know. shows up, you're my bar back. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Till four here. in the morning. We find we have ways to get around the rules in the industry, don't we? Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's why I love downtown. 
Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I love downtown too. The other thing is that I came to visit you one time, um, Noonie, during movement, right? You were working oh during God. movement yeah. and it was slammed in like the middle of the day. It was slammed there. That's the one time in the year where my wife is totally fine with me not coming home at certain times of <laughs> night. And it's the one time where I don't get a lot of sleep without drugs, you know, right. you know <laughs> yeah. with, with nothing at all, straight up, go home, wake up, go back to work and just, yeah, you work all day and all night. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a party with, uh, I guess it's like a, a plug, you know, with Zay. He does like this 24-hour party. Mm-hmm. And I work double shifts. So I work as long as I can until she calls somebody else in. Then I go home. Then I come back. Right. And then you I end that party. sleep a little like, bit. That's Detroit Christmas right there. I wonder what's going to happen this year. Uh-oh. It really is. Oh, that's okay. We love pups. <laughs> pups, on the, pups on the stream are always pups welcome. Pups on the screen. Yeah, we like pups on the screen. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's good. So, so I, go oh, I was gonna say, how long? How long you been downtown now? Give us, uh, give us some years. Oh man. Uh, so as far as downtown goes, I like as far as me and working, I, I jump back and forth, like mainly between uh, Ferndale and Detroit. Uh, but now I've been in downtown for about uh, three years. Like I used to also work at a uh, Exodus rooftop for a okay. long time as well. Like I'm one of the barbacks who used to juggle barback jobs. You know, so work yeah. here, work here, work there, work there. Now that I'm just bartending, I'm just at Mix now. So okay. I've been down there for about three years. You were That's a the really way to work back though. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I'm a fucking I'm sorry. I'm an amazing barback. You You're a fucking time. great barback. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, like I'm a really cool bartender. But you know how when you know you got something under your belt and you can always like know that you got that thing. Me as a barback. Nobody's talking to me. <laughs> nah. I love a bar. I love a bar back like that. I'm somebody who's confident and cocky about it and just like, I've got this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't even if have you know to you're ask. good at your job. Right. You don't even have to mm-hmm. ask for most of the shit that you need. You're just going to get it. It's just going to be there. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm out. I'm <laughs> yeah, flashed, literally. Right? Just your arm out. <laughs> I can tell you bring that energy, man. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> a good bar back is indispensable at a busy oh place, man. It's so Terrible. important. As yep. a bartender now, I'm trying to find barbacks because yeah. I'm like, I can't do everything, dude. Like, yeah, things I need to do. And it's harder to come by a barback that's really good than you think it is. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like, because, you know, barbacks don't get like they're making not as much money. They're doing a lot of work. It's a lot of running around. It's a lot of pretending to be small and squeezing through and dealing with drunk people and mopping up puke and, you know, like whatever it is. There's a lot going on. And so usually when people take on that kind of job, they're like, you'll fuck this, you know, and they just don't care. But it's honestly, essential to have a really good bar back. Honestly, I think it's uh, it's it's part age and it's part uh, what they've also been exposed to. I've learned that like younger barbacks who literally you worked at Taco Bell last year and you want something better that you can make some money off of those people. Those guys, those women are definitely going to be an amazing barback because they're like, yup, this is what I got to do. I can do it. It's the people who've been a barback before and they don't really want to do it. And they just are hopping around and I'm like, they're over it. Yeah, they're jaded already. In this industry, you you can't afford to be jaded early. You got to be jaded later. (laughs) And if you get into being a really good barback, you can eventually get into a place where you do start making, sometimes Mm -hmm. you make more money than the bartender. Absolutely. I've been that guy. (laughs) It's part of it. You have to be able to make good money doing what you're doing. And so Mm -hmm. it's easy to get jaded if you're getting screwed all the time and you're not. That's true. I've worked at places where the barbacks just didn't get paid that much. You know, it's like no matter yeah. what, that even on the best nights, sorry, they just weren't getting a good good enough cut of it or mm-hmm. there wasn't enough money to go around kind of thing. And then on the flip side, I've worked at places where like bar t- the barbacks could make some pretty decent money. They weren't mm-hmm. making as much as the bartenders, but they were still like it was worth their while. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if you hustle and you make us make mm-hmm. money, you're going to get more money. And they realize that. And so, yeah, it's like I you said, you need place- some of that hustle. I worked at a place where the barbacks got 25% of all every bartender's 
what? I would not be a bartender. We were, we, as <laughs> yeah, well, as right? a bartender there, you, you, what you made was your money. We didn't split at all. Mm-hmm. So it was like, whatever you make is your money. And I'm like secretly really happy that I like learned to bartend with that first because it made me really like push myself to be the best bartender and the most personable bartender. You know what sure. I mean? Like getting people to come see you. But they made 25% of every single bartender there. And sometimes they were walking out with a lot, <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. That's 25% a is a percentage. little steep, but they were so worth it too. Like that was one place that I worked at where the bar, bar backs, like there was two of them for, you know, 1500 people and seven bartenders and they would fucking kill it. Yeah. I've, uh, I've definitely, uh, what I do when I work, like, so at my bar, there's only three bartenders that work there all together. Most of us work by ourselves and we might have one bartender, maybe two or one bar back, maybe two on a big night. Right. So what I do, we have a minimum 15% tip out for uh, bar, bar backs. What I like to do is like, if I make a good enough grip, or like, I'm all right with going home with this amount and you did this, you did this, you did this. Maybe it's the barback soul as a bartender that I have. Like I have a barback soul, but I'm still a bartender. It's right. I gotta throw them a little extra. It's when, when it's worth it. Yeah, you got to, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you do it, if if I literally put my hand out like this and it's there, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, you can have a little piece of the pie <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm taking. No, and you let them know too. You let them know too. Like, hey, man, you busted your ass tonight. Like, I gave you some extra, just so you know. I wouldn't even tell them exactly how much. Yeah, just like, hey, listen, I appreciate what you did for me. Here's a little extra. Just know that I'm taking good care of you. Keep them loyal. Keep them like working hard for you and stuff like that. They know you're gonna look out. Stay here. It's it's a family. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Please don't leave us. Please don't leave me. (laughs) Please don't go to some other place. But it is good to have like that experience as a bartender with barbacking experience. You know, you get to see both sides of it. I'm sure that you're a little bit more empathetic with your barbacks, but you're also hard on your barbacks because you know that that's something that you have to do. You know, you've done it. You've done it already. Most of the time you've done it at that bar already. Like uh, yeah. when I worked in Real Oak, I moved up from a barback to a manager. Yep. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I know what you guys got to do. Do it, and I'm going to take care of you. As a manager, I'm going to take care of you first and foremost because the bartenders, they take care of themselves for the most part at the bar that I was working at. You know, it works out for them. Right. No, that's the thing. It's a good industry to work your way up in. You know, nobody's going to start off as the top dog. Uh, I don't care what your credentials are Mm -hmm. when you come into a new place. Like, you're a little man on the totem pole. But if you, you know, start off in restaurants as a barback or a dishwasher or whatever, and you don't look at yourself as like, well, this is my ceiling. This is just what I'm going to be for a while. Like hustle, show some initiative, go out there and prove yourself, get, you know, get in the right people's ear and do everything with a smile on your face. You can work your way up. You can move your way up. The only time I really barbacked was when I barbacked for myself, when I worked at places where I didn't have a barback. And so it was like, (laughs) I'm doing all the barback job too. So I know exactly what it entails. But I always appreciated my bar, t- bar backs. I always tried to, you know, shoot the shit with them and not ever look down on them or talk mm-hmm. down to mm-hmm. them. Stuff so, like we're all in this together, man. We're family. What, exactly. What's really funny is that I actually got my job where I became a manager at because of my cousin who was a bar back there and who stayed a bar back there. Yep. We hired, and then I became a bartender like before him, and we hired another girl to be a bartender there, and she would never listen to what he said. Mind you, my barback cousin got me the job, was telling right. me what to do. Yes, I'm the bartender, but he was still telling me, like, all right, this is how we do this and everything. And she refused to listen to him. And I'm like, yo, you might want to chill out on that. He yep. knows more than yeah. all of us here. Yeah. Right. She was thinking Don't she was a little too. The bar back. Like, they know. <laughs> she needed to be brought down a couple of pegs. <laughs> Well, some people get that, that, you know, in the bar industry, you get all kinds of people that come mm-hmm. in and they think they know everything and nobody's going to tell them shit. And like, you know, <laughs> they're not going to listen to directions. They're going to do it their way. It's like, man, that's not the way this industry works. I had a girl that like in the interview, she was just like, just so you know, as soon as like, if I'm going to work here, then my first day I am working here and I'm taking home full tips. I don't do that. Like partial tip bullshit. And I was like, Oh, okay. 
thanks for letting me know. Yeah. <laughs> you told me that's how not it's gonna happen. Be. Yeah. I was like, whatever, that's girl. Awesome. You don't uh, know I've... where everything is and you don't know how much everything is, and you don't know exactly what we do. So I can't give you full tip out because you're gonna be lagging behind everyone else. You know right. what I mean? I understand people giving you a cut, you know, for like the sh- first shift or two or three or whatever the fuck it is. But, you know, to be like coming in there and demanding as soon as I do this, this is how much I'm going to get like, mm, no. And there's the door. <laughs> I, got a, yeah. I got a question for you too. I got a question for you too. Sure. So most of the jobs that I have that or that I've had, I got them all based on hearsay. You know, we know you, yeah. we see you work. I've never actually had to do a real interview. So tell me about any interview you guys might have had. Because I've never had one. <laughs> I'm always good at interviews. Like I've gone I've worked at I worked at a Kroger before and wore a suit to the interview. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I always wear a suit and a tie to any interview. It doesn't matter if I'm like making pizzas or working at the meat counter at Kroger or any they're, yeah, they're rambunctious. I love it. <laughs> I them all up. Um but I do have a, a hilarious two stories, actually, of one of the places that I work downtown, actually, a little corporate restaurant. You might have heard of it. Punchbowl Social. Yeah. <laughs> awesome place. <laughs> Anyways, two people, not just one, two people within one week came in for interviews at this corporate restaurant. And when the manager was like, oh, can I get you something to drink? Ordered a fucking cocktail. A cocktail at the interview. <laughs> You're not getting the job if you order a cocktail at the interview. Like, that's not what they meant no. when they said you want to drink. Yeah. It was hilarious. Hilarious. One guy comes in, he sits down, orders a drink for me. And I was like, oh, you guys having some food or something? He's like, oh, no, actually, I'm, I'm here to see the manager. Go ahead. I'll be, I'll be right back. Yeah, I'm at the like, lock the yeah, door. No, that's fine. Cool. <laughs> they got a full on wrestling match going on. <laughs> But so this guy orders a Bloody Mary from me and he's sitting there drinking it. And I'll wait to I will wait till he get back. All right. So All this right, kid comes go. in and he orders a Bloody Mary from me and he's got his buddy with him too. And his buddy orders a drink. So I serve him the drinks. No big deal. You know, carded them. They had their, their IDs and stuff like that. And I asked him if they want some food. And he's like, he's like, no, actually, I'm, I'm here to see the manager. I was like, uh, wait, the big guy? Like the GM? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Okay, I'll tell him you're here. Right. <laughs> and I went over and I was like, there's a guy here to see you. I think it's an interview. He's like, is that a drink over there? I'm like, yep. He's like, that's an alcoholic drink. I'm like, yep. Bloody Mary. He's like, he really just came in and ordered a Bloody Mary before our interview. I was like, yep. Should I? He's like, no, I'll take care of it. I was like, he should have did that elsewhere. The thing is, you, you take your drink either at home or at the bar around the block. How about you wait till right. after? How about you wait till after the interview to have a cocktail? Like, how hey, bad of a drinking problem do you have? Listen, Jeez. I understand. I understand anxiety. I'm not gonna lie. I understand anxiety. Like, tell I'm telling you right now. Like a lad, just last year, before I could like get my hands on CBD, before I went into a shift, I used to have to take a shot or a beer, and it's just. Maybe because I like grew up and like learned that like this will help, but now I got my CBD and then I'm like (laughs) good to go. Makes you feel right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, man. It definitely helps. It definitely helps. Yeah, Yeah. needless to say, that guy didn't get the job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet. (laughs) But what was funny is the GM totally strung him along. He's like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go over your stuff. We'll give you a call soon. And I was like. What if he ordered? What if he ordered a bottle though, like with sparklers and everything? Would he get the job then? (laughs) Hell no! What? What? No! No, You can can afford bottles at a club. Like holy shit! Interview win? Yeah, I'm at my interview. Girls start parading out with sparklers and they're holding. (laughs) You know what? I might actually do that for my like cybersecurity job. Like I need bottle service there just to let them know who I (laughs) am. Oh my god! And I'm coming with. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So at my interview at Grasshopper, actually. I had gone in like twice and I was like, "Ah, I'm just trying to find out if you guys are hiring. And they said no. And apparently the owner was like sitting down at the bar 
And so I like sat at the bar and I was like, oh, I'll just have a drink then because I drove all the way out here. And um, he ended up like making everyone like buy. He was like, if I buy a round of shots and you have to buy a round of shots and they have to buy a round of shots. And he was totally like playing it, like getting the fucking bar a crap ton of money because I was like, yeah, I love shots, you know. So, <laughs> so he didn't call me for the interview. Never called me. I went back a couple weeks later to see my friend Dom who was working there. And I was like, Hey, you know, like no one's called me about this job or whatever. And, uh, so then he was like, Oh, sorry. We're just like not hiring. Meanwhile, the owner's inside the, the office watching everything. So I was like, all right. And I like went around, I found like this guy that was, you know, looking like he was balling or whatever. This is a nightclub, obviously. And I like, can, he was like, can I buy you a drink? I want to buy you a drink. And I was like, what's the most expensive shot you guys have? And the bartender told me, and I was like, I'll have two of those. And so he like, gave us that. Ended up getting his bill up really high. And at the end, the guy was like, what should I tip? And I was like, 200 bucks. And he was like, oh, really? Like, is that what I should tip? Really? And I was like, yeah, do it. So I wrote it in and I was like, sign Run it. it. He signed it. Run it. Seconds later, the owner was like, I want to see her in my office. And he asked me what to <laughs> So <laughs> I was like, okay, I got, I understand what happened. Yeah. You wanted to know if I could get to buy shit too hey, so here we I'm go i'm not gonna lie being married has actually got me way more tips yeah way more. oh yeah i no, bet yeah because I'm, I'm still allowed to flirt but then when it gets to that point where it's like so can i get your number and i'm like hey sorry my wife's right there though you know because she always comes yeah. up you know she's hanging out she's like hey i'm sorry can i give him a kiss and she goes uh you know you can buy him a drink right yeah can i get you a drink too and i'm like Hell yeah. Run it. Hell with yeah. Money. Cash. In my they always want to make nice with the wife too. They're like, whoops, I was hitting on your man in front of you. So let me buy you a drink too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you I'm should. also very courteous. I never lead anybody. Like I never lead them that way. I'm not playing. I'm just a nice guy. And like, you know, right. well, no, we all somebody. have to flirt. Part yeah. of, it's part of our job, mm-hmm. you know, being personable. Funny thing here. I remember when, uh, so at Grasshopper, me and Val <laughs> were not allowed to date. So we tried to keep it a uh, secret. I remember one time. The worst uh, kept secret. Yeah, the worst kept secret. <laughs> Everybody knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they said whoever makes the most money on this night gets to work at like this bar on the weekend, right? Like at whatever station. So me and her were up against each other like, all right, how can I make more money than her? <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Like, I don't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, she's, so she's like, no what are you guys drinking? Yeah. What can I get for you? And I'm like, <laughs> um, what are you drinking? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work what the can same I get for way. You guys? You know? <laughs> no, unless it's ladies night and there's like no guys there. God. <laughs> unless six bachelor bachelorette parties come in and no dudes all night. Dude, like, I'm she's not even just like going to beat you. That's just the way it goes. I'm not muscular. You know, I, I right. all on this. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's a smile. I don't work out. <laughs> like. Same, man. Same. You got to have personality and charm and a nice beard. Exactly. Listen, this is the most I've had because literally when I went to go shave a week ago, my clippers are broken Uh and I don't want to buy new ones. So yeah. So letting the beard go for a little bit. I got hair growing up like right here. It's like, nah, see, I (laughs) shaved that. I shaved the little cheek area a little bit right here and then underneath the neck. And then I have just barber scissors. I use just good barber man, scissors in the beard I'm scared, myself. Man, I'm scared to have scissors close to my hair, obviously, because like, well, you got to put I your slip up, <laughs> put your locks in a ponytail while you're trimming your beard. Come on, <clears throat> the wife's got to have some ponytail holders oh. around somewhere, right? Oh, dude, what you mean? Look, I got you like... got ponytail. <laughs> hey, just hold it back. I'm dude, telling so you, the, the, the one the thing I've been trying to do is the handlebars. And I had wife, that for a while. She yeah. fucking, I'm sorry. She freaking, wait, I, you said I could curse. Right? Yeah, you can swear. You can say whatever the okay. fuck you want, man. She fucking hates it. She <laughs> yeah. hates it, dude. I'm like, I'm trying to. Mm. No, nah, I did it for, I did it for a good five years. I had wax and everything, curled yeah. them up. Yeah, it was cool. And then I got to a point where I was just like, I'm over it. I'm just so done with it. And I cut them off and I never looked back. And, you know, it was, it was clever. It was fun for a while. I got the, the thing about doing the handlebars though 
you have to talk about it every single shift, every single day. Somebody is going to talk to you about your fucking mustache every day. And it's like, okay, you can be cool with it. You can talk about it. But then after a while, it really just gets annoying. And the thing is, though, what's really funny is that, like, as a black dude, if I have a if I have a handlebar mustache, they're going to expect me to make a special cocktail. Like the bar that I work at right now is like we can make some dope. We can make some dope shit. They they think you're a craft cocktail <laughs> yeah. because you have a bunch yeah. of <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is hilarious. <laughs> I promise you, like my bar, like they they get the certain stuff, certain things, certain things. Or when they ask me, what's your favorite? My favorite is an old fashioned. But if I actually have this, they're going to expect me to make them an old fashioned every time. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> well, and I'm good at making old fashions. I used to do that. I, what I used to hate was people would come up and they'd be like, oh, you're one of those hipsters. And I'm like, fuck you. Why you got to put a label oh. on it? You know, yeah, like just because I have a handlebar mustache. I get like, maybe I had mine. Maybe I had a mine what? before the hipsters had a them, which blipster. is the most thing to say. Yeah, hipster. No, blipster. I get a blipster. Blipster? A blipster? Black, a black hipster? Hipster, even though there's no ale. There's only like the, what, the black hipster? Like, come on, man. That's horrible. They're 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 being racist and they're fucking. What? <laughs> like, that is not a thing. I've heard it from all kinds of people. You're a blipster. And then they tip me yeah. 20 bucks so I can't say anything. That is but, like uh, the <laughs> first time I've ever heard that. A blipster, dude. <laughs> like, is it because I wear my hats like this and my glasses right. are like clear so like oh, it's like okay well i'm not allowed to pick a style and go with it it's got to be labeled a hipster i don't even you know? think that oh. either of you are really hipster looking to be completely nah. honest but i mean with the handlebar mustache it was hey, a little hipster looking. i'm not gonna lie okay, i do yeah, a lot of right. shit like I, I i watch a lot of anime <laughs> i read a lot of manga you i got out Noonie. <laughs> listen i got a lot of amiibos and like freaking albums up there like it's I just what you're into but still it's like no I don't really care if somebody likes the things I like. I'm not going to get mad at them for not liking it right. the same way I like it. Yeah. You know? right. I'm not like I just used to tell everybody whatever they liked. I liked it before them. It was way cooler. Before, <laughs> you know, I saw. I used to like Nirvana when Kurt Cobain was still alive. I saw him. Around, <laughs> you know? It was like it was way better back then. The Chili Peppers were much better before they were super mainstream. You know? Oh my god! god. Give me the best hipster lines I can think of. Whatever. Everyone just thinks I'm an idiot. So. What? <laughs> what? Until you start speaking, are you kidding? Fun, girl, they're always just like, "Okay, can I get a vodka cranberry? Do you know what vodka is?" Oh, that's like awesome! That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can figure love, it out. <laughs> I used to love watching her work. I used to love watching Lauren work. Just in general, just working a crowd, like getting it done. Like you trained me how Go to on. do it by myself. <laughs> Everybody likes getting gushed over, you know, like, right. well, and what's, what's funny is like Lauren and I have been great friends for six months now, a little bit more. And yeah. I've never seen her work. I've never seen her bartend. No, I've uh, never seen you bartend either. I know. And we've got a show about bartending. How crazy. I know. <laughs> hey, well, we can definitely make that happen. Well, I won't say sooner than later, probably later than sooner. It's looking like it's going to be a long haul, guys. Yeah, man. It's yeah. looking like it's going to be like a, it's gonna be a little. Haul. It's a little long. With the states that are opening up and the results that we're seeing from it already, it's like early open means a lot more deaths. And I think everybody's kind of paying attention and being like, put the brakes on it. Let's hold up. Let's slow it down some more. You know, it's Well, sucks. there are places that are already opening up and they were saying that it was fucking packed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Like, yeah. People what a can't wait to get idea. back out. People can't wait to get back out, and and they're at this point they're kind of like consequences be damned. Unfortunately, the consequences are death for fucking lots of people. It's like, yeah, and if you like, if you refuse going back to work, then you're not eligible for unemployment anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to choose between an income or your health. Yeah, and good luck finding a new job if you don't want to go back and you want to try and work and stuff like that because everybody's unemployed right now. Jobs right. are a little bit scarce. Yeah. It's really it's really scary right now because uh let alone when we are allowed to go back, it's not gonna be the same for the rest of this year. No. No. Yeah. It's not gonna be the same. It's still gonna no. be what 50%, 75% capacity. Well, not only well, that, they're saying think... 25% to start with, and it's like, what are we supposed to do with 25%? For some places, that's like 10 people, you know? 
So and what then, we fired the barbacks and then now we have to just work ourselves like for the same amount of money we used to get. Like it's right it's weird, you know? Well, and think about the customers too. You might have yeah. like a big wave of people who can't wait to get back out and party and go crazy and stuff like that. Uh, unemployment is so high. Who has money to like really go out and go crazy drinking? Do you know what I mean? A lot Dude, of your absolutely. client base and, isn't going to have money for it. So, And my, uh, my client base is a lot of older people like i'm the youngest person at hired at my job right now yeah Yeah. most of my like crowd most of my people are older and they already said before it happened that they're like we're not just going we're just not going to go out as much right Um, yeah which is scary too because that affects how much money you make and mm -hmm. you know same thing with me like i'm working at you know a place that caters to you know all ages but a lot of our clientele is is much older at, well, at least older than me. And it's like, you know, they're concerned about going out. They don't want to go out as much. Like the the couple of days leading up to this, we still had people coming in, but it was definitely slow, you know, and, and, and you can't expect it not to be, even mm-hmm. if it is fucking packed, then it's just like, that seems dangerous too. Like, right. And if, <laughs> I'll have to go back with masks. Like you're right. And I was talking, I was talking about this customer. last week. I was talking about this last week where it's just like, okay, so how am I supposed to social distance when mm-hmm. I'm working at a nightclub mm-hmm. and then people coming into a nightclub, they don't want to come into a nightclub that's 500 person capacity. And there's like, you know, 50 people there. Like they don't want to do that. You know, yeah, what's the, what's the point if you can't dance real close to somebody? People put their, put their lips and, and touch these things, you know, like, the, uh, there's a lot of potential for me to like touch something that might potentially yeah. put me or my loved ones at, at risk. We touch cash literally within three seconds if you're moving fast enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like yeah. you're touching this. In you're and touching out. glassware, plasticware. How many gloves do you think we're going to have to go through? Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. You would have to. You would have to like change out your gloves every time someone orders because you can't touch a contaminated surface and then touch a not contaminated surface while you're pouring drinks. Think about the ice. Completely unrealistic. Like the ice scoops, like every, you know, any bartender back there is still touching the same ice cube, Mm -hmm. ice scoops, you know? So. Yeah. It's going to change our industry. It's going to change it for a really long time until this, until it's gone, until it's eradicated or there's a vaccine or it's just, you know, completely not a problem anymore our industry is going to look different. And then even after that, I think it's going to look different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a couple of jobs right now that aren't service industry related. And so mm-hmm. I have the option to not go back and I'm not going back. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's very important. Like, not, not everybody's got that. And I feel mm-hmm. really bad, but it's also kind of like, that's the way I set my life up. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. I had these jobs that I was working part-time or going to and like, okay, I'm going to come back for a little while. Okay. You can come back whenever you want to, or you don't have to or anything like that. So I'm, I'm a lucky one in that, but I'm like, there's no reason for me to go back right now. Not when I have jobs that don't, you know, I don't deal with the public. I don't have to see more than a couple of people every day at my jobs. Perfect. Like that's great. And if I could do that too, like if my boss were to call me tomorrow and say, Hey, we're opening back up, I would have to make a decision about whether or not I want money or I want to you know be safe and i would have to choose money i don't really have any other option you know like at the end of this they might not be able to evict me right now but they'll be able to evict me once this is all over and don't tell me that my landlords are going to forget that i owe them back rent you know what yeah. i mean like that's mm-hmm. not going to happen so i don't know yeah it's, like- it's definitely something that's going to be I don't even know how different, like, I know it's going to be different, but I don't know how we could do it differently. Like, Everything I, has to be revamped. I got, I got lucky because me and my wife at the moment right now, like we're good this year, but this time last year, if this was to happen last year, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Like, uh, I, I was just getting into school. Like now I'm in school now and I'm on, I'm on, I got unemployment and that's paying for my next semester, you know? So I'm already working my way to get not out of the industry, but have something else sure. next to the industry, you know, yeah. opposed, you know, next to it. So yeah. if I didn't have that, I'm like, I feel for the people who only have this because yeah. I was there. 
where this is all you have and it's not going to go back the same way. I just hope that there's something else within their own minds that they think that they're good at. Because all you need is just just think that you're good at something and then try at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, well, you got to get you have to get creative in the landscape now. You have to Mm -hmm. find something. You have to be creative. You got to figure out like, all right, where can I go and make some money where I'm not dealing with the public? Where can I go and make some money where I'm needed, where my talents are are worthwhile? Um, You know, I don't know the answer for everybody. And there's a lot of us. (laughs) Yeah. It's a scary time. And likewise, I had a friend who told me she was like, well, there's lots of places hiring. And I was like, yeah, but I have asthma. I have an immunodeficiency. Like I... I can't just go work with the public. That's and not it's like not a the real same thing. Money. It's kind of hard to go from it making is. this right. to making yep. this. You know, it it's right. really hard. When when my housing is based off of what I could afford and mm-hmm. not based off of the minimal amount I could make. Right. You know, so it's like I don't have a four hundred dollar a month house. I have a fucking thousand dollar a month house. You know, and it's like we people are people are having a hard time understanding that people have different situations. Mm -hmm. I get bombarded with people on Facebook all the time about, you know, like, well, you should live within your means and blah, blah. blah. Like, what are you talking about? I was living within my means. Exactly. Now your means are here and you were here. Exactly. Like like, I was living within my means. I was totally fine, you know, but not, and then, you know, Oh, you should have been putting money away. Like, that's harder than you think it is. Also, like, I, mentally, like working in the industry, if you start at a young age, that saving stuff up, that hits. I mean, if you're if you're like me, who's uh, I'm an idiot, so it didn't hit me <laughs> until yeah eight years in to be like, okay, I can make a bunch of money in the summer, save it through the winter, you know, right. Sometimes you're just not there. Sometimes you have to spend what you get weekly. It just is what it is. And that's any job. Depending yeah. on where you, you know how your life is. Yeah. Uh, catching up on this, catching up on that. You got to go tip your bartender friends. You got to go have a little drink and blow off some steam every now and again. You know. Right. So another you still got to drive a car. You still got to have some fun. You got to, you know. I got another question for you too. Um, all right. How are you guys, because uh, I know we all love the tip. How are you guys uh, replacing that urge to give? Are you like sponsoring or like giving here, giving there or what? You know what? I can't afford to. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to like, but um, I have had some people that have like reached out to me and helped me out a lot recently. And, you know, when I have the means to do that, I intend on paying it forward for sure. Hell you yeah. know, because I can dig that. As of right now, I don't have an income, so it's like I can't really just go willy-nilly and give my friends all this money and because I am terrible about way over tipping yeah. no matter what. <laughs> right. You know, no matter what. So right now I can't do that, but you know, when I do have my money like back in order and everything, I I'll definitely be paying it forward. You just keep I have someone do it for I'm me like, and I'll do it for someone too. I'm sorry? You just keep it up here. Like I remember. Yeah, I remember. And and I, like I said, I've had people reaching out to me and helping me out and, and making sure that I'm good. And that means the world to me. And it, it would be terrible if I didn't do the same for someone else in the future. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. People have looked out for me my whole life. You know, I've had uh, aunts and uncles give me cars when I was down in my luck. Like we've got this old beater. We were going to turn it into mother waddles and, you know, just write it off on the taxes. But like, it still runs. It's still in good condition. You can drive it, you know, go ahead right. and, and take this car. And so like, um, you know, since I'm still working and not going out to bars and tipping my bartenders, I've been like throwing a little cash around when I can, um, you know, hooking somebody up on Venmo or going on to, I know a bunch of musicians that are struggling right now cause they can't play live mm-hmm. events. And mm-hmm. so like I'll watch their Facebook live concert and throw them a little bit of money and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I've gotten to know my local, a uh, liquor store guy. <laughs> so I've been going <laughs> to see I've been going to see him and spending money with him instead of at the bars and, and whatnot. Please. But um right. yeah, dude, it's definitely about a pay for it. The, the other thing I've been doing lately is 
Like I'm terrified of the grocery stores. I am so scared of the grocery stores. I think that's like there's too many people Ooh. and people calling there are out. So can, many out, people. And nobody's being safe. So I have not been grocery shopping since this shit started. Like I eat yeah. every meal carry out. And so I've been going to like my favorite oh. places that are still open and getting carry out from them. You know, like here guys, I, I hope that you're gonna be open when this is all over. I want to try and keep you afloat. I want to try and keep you, you know, in business and help it out. And so far that's been helping, you know, like I'm afloat a little bit. Some of the waitresses that work at like the little diner by my house, you know, throw them a little extra tip and stuff like that because they're not getting the usual business that they would. They're only making carryouts. So it's a little more expensive, but I figure what I'm saving in my bar money, I can spend other places and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's like exactly what I want to do is basically like as soon as I get my shit right, just trying to like help out all the people that are still struggling and be like, hey, you know, like I was there and I finally got it. And so let's, you know, get everyone back on board. I I just don't know how many people are going to return to the service industry after this because a lot of people are like trying to make a mad dash out because if this ever happens again, look at where we are. You know, some people are going for their eighth week now into no income. Yep. And no unemployment and no stimulus check and all kinds of stuff like that. I think there's going to be a lot of checks and balances when it comes to uh, our industry. As opposed to people just being like, how much can I make here? It's going to be like, hey, if we get let go, what can you do now? Like that's going to be like, uh, you know, those are going to be the questions now. Because people are going to have to make sure, like, yeah, if I work for you, if this happens, what can you do? Are you prepared right. for something like this? So, I mean, so sort of speaking to the owners and, you know, business owners, you know, so what are they going to do? That's another big thing. Like, I'm interested to see exactly how that goes. Like, who's going to be the first bar when they say you can open up? Yeah. Who's going to be the first bar that's going to be like, we open today? Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting to see you know like it will be like something to to look at because a lot of those people it's like we're going to be going who's the one that doesn't give a fuck about their employees so (laughs) it's two it's a two-way street cares a lot about their employees you know Mm -hmm. i the place that i was working at when right when it shut down and i just started there and i liked it and i like the owner he's a great guy he's kept in touch with all of us like sends us a group text like Hey guys, you know, it looks like we're not going to be open until this time, but we're going to do carry out. You don't have to, but if you want to, you can come in. We're going to try and make you money. We're going to put it's gratuity. It's awesome that they gave you the option. Yeah. He was like, yeah. we're going to put gratuity on the carry out so that your time isn't wasted. When you're coming down here, you're going to make some money. You know, we're going to tell our customers like, look, we're open for carry outs, but we're like adding gratuity to it so that these people who are serving it to you can make some money. He's right. a good guy about it. Um, but he thought we were going to be open like next week and then it got pushed back. And so I reached out to him when he reached out and and said, "Listen, I'm <clears throat> I'm good. You know, I've got a couple of jobs. So give it to somebody know, who wants. Give to it to somebody right who now. wants it. I don't know what it's going to be like. And you know, he was appreciative and cool and just like I totally understand. Um, you know, as it was even like a month ago, he was like, I'm going to have to work for a year just to make up the money that I lost in two months to be I was completely. Just about to say, shut- I wonder. I wonder how much." it's going to take for somebody to be like, you know, we have to open just because if we don't, we're going to, we go under, we're going to lose it. And we lose everybody. We lose you. We lose all, all, everybody. They have to, they have to get some money rolling in. Otherwise, you know, cause yeah, something's got to give. It's insanity. And it's going to make the landscape a whole lot different. That being said in Southeast Michigan, the restaurant and bar industry was oversaturated. There's way too many places. There's way too many choices for people. There's not enough good servers and bartenders out there to staff all these places adequately as it is. And, you know, like a lot of the businesses are just going to fail. That's it's just a reality now. Like they're oh, not all going to make so it. bad because I really love, don't go to new places. You, I love you hope it. that your favorite places stay open. You hope that the good places stay open. But, you know, uh, here's here's my big announcement to everybody. And I know that there's a lot of people that work in this industry that work at corporate restaurants. But seriously, fuck corporate restaurants from now on, dude. Like absolutely. Mom, mom Absolutely. Pop, 
that's all I'm supporting anymore. You won't catch me in an Applebee's. You. you won't catch me in a B-dubs. You won't catch me in any of those places once we're open back up again. And I have friends that work at those places and I would love to go see them, but it's like, no, I'm not feeding that corporate machine anymore, nope. man. You want to have yeah. a bar? Have a neighborhood bar. Have a there's a, There's bar. so many people. There's so many people yes. out here hustling to make yep. their bar pop, to yep. buy other bars. Like mm. the... Yep. The bar owner who I work for, she owns two bars and she's right. she's working on stuff. She yeah. tells me about these things. Like there's no disconnect there. Work with right. somebody where that everything that they're going through, you know about it. Cause it makes it makes your employees understand where you're coming from. And then yep. when you have that connect, the boss understands where you're coming from. Yes. You know, like and we all work together. Connect, yeah. You'd be like, listen, I'm not going to just quit on you when right. I go get my cybersecurity job. Right. You know, I'm going to let you know when this is coming up, I'm going to find somebody for you or, you know, we can figure this out together right. when it's a, when it's, when it works so cohesively like that, that's, that's the only place I would ever work, which is about to be scary for me because when I start cybersecurity, I don't think it's like that. So, right. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, the big corporate places have the money to ride this out. Some yeah. of them don't. Some of them are going to fold. You're going to see some of them are gone and stuff like that. But, you know, there's a reason why they're popular. You know, there's mm-hmm. a reason why 10 million people go and, and why they turn into corporate restaurants in the first place. They start off as small and then they buy another store and another store and another store. And then they sell it as a franchise. And pretty soon, you know, you've got corporate bean counters and people coming in and and doing checklists on you and trying to red flag you and dumb shit like that. Right. <clears throat> Secret shoppers and whatnot. <clears throat> but Micromanaging. Again, uh, again, my money is not going to be spent at any of those places anymore. Nope, like, never. Forget that. Never happening. I go to the local spot. They got the best burgers. Right. Well, and that's, I'm trying, <laughs> to eat at, I'm trying to eat at places like that too. You know, all the local joints, all Same, the little yeah. small places, all the little small eateries. Like you can go get McDonald's anytime. Like they're going to be all right. They're they're definitely not going to all go out of business. I can guarantee you. Hey, you know what? My roommate went to Wendy's today and they were out of hamburger. Oh, really? Yeah. And I saw all those things about the the meat factories and shit shutting down. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Start looking up some vegan and vegetarian recipes, guys. Oh, dude, that's all we've been doing. I actually, good. I'm my mom's like kind of vegan. Like she eats anything but meat. I don't know what that's called. Like she'll eat cheese and stuff. So I've been cooking. I made, I made some cabbage soup. Nice with with uh, like on the side because I made my mom separate. And I put some um, some uh, corned beef in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Corned beef, cabbage soup. That makes sense. Oh. Also, Val's been like zoodling like everything. So, oh my God, I saw that and I really want one. It's the best thing I ever. Do. I never want regular noodles ever. <laughs> oh, zucchini in my life. noodles? Yeah. Yes. Zucchini yeah, there's like a thing to, to make. It's like zoodle. Like you can like make your you own can, like vegetable noodles. Dude, you can make noodle How, if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> it's so perfect. It's like the best little gift ever. But again, the the point to that whole thing was that ours is not the only industry that's mm-hmm. like just going nuts oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. the meatpacking industry, all of our food, you know, the whole way that we feed this country is going to change because it can't not. There's just nothing that we can do to stop a global pandemic. It's hey. not going to go back to normal. It's not going to be like it was before. That just doesn't happen when shit like this goes down. Right. Everybody's got to get used to that idea. Think about all the industries who sell to bars and restaurants, mm-hmm. the table, yep. the chairs, all that extra little thing, those extra stuff. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to have to just try to sell to the people, you know, at those prices? Right. Like, what's what's going to happen? Like, well, and if they are, we should let people know, like, go get that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. There's going to be some ways to make money here coming up in the next couple mm-hmm. of months. That's for sure. You need to be savvy. You need to think a little bit differently. You need to kind of like take yourself out of the position that you're in and think about something else and be like, how can I, you know, not be a jerk and take advantage right. of the situation, right. but like be resourceful, figure it out, figure out what people are going to need. Think about it. Like, as people in our industry, what, what we usually do, at least for the people that I've known, once you're in a position of doing well, you put your friends on. Right. You'd be like, yo, 
check this out. Hey, we, we need, we might need you for this, or you can do this, or I think you can do this. Like, yeah, you have the skills for this. So it's good to know. Yeah. That's how many I, times you've been hooked up with a job? My friends. Huh? Every time, every single freaking right. time. Like I said, never had an job. interview. Every oh, yeah. time. <laughs> Who knows somebody that's hiring or just, you know, like, Hey, I know this great guy. I've you know? Interviews, even though I didn't need to, I've always had like other places that people have like pushed me into or whatever, but I've done interviews and I mean, I don't really have an issue because first of all, my resume is banging. And second of all, <laughs> especially <laughs> since I stay at places long-term, mm-hmm. like I don't just mm-hmm. like take a job and then keep on jumping, jumping, jumping. Like I was at Necto for eight years and then it was like Grasshopper five years. And then, you know what I mean? Like I just, I stay places for a long time, but it has to be once I like feel like I fit in, you know what I mean? You, I, I give it like a couple weeks for me to like, see if it's right for me. And then if it's right for them too, you know? So oh, yeah, I, <clears throat> there's been a couple of places where I left right away and I was like, hey, yeah. listen, no, like no hard feelings. It's just not a good fit, you know? Yeah. And if you come to them correct like that and you just tell them like, it's not a good fit for me. It's not a good fit for you. Something about this isn't working out. So I'm just going right. to go ahead and leave. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I haven't yeah. dug in here yet. I've just got my feet wet. So let's and just I've had to fire people for that reason. Just be like, it's just not a good fit. Like we exactly. just don't cool. feel like you fit in here with us. I've, you know? I've ended interviews because they said, would you be all right with uh, covering your tattoos? And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is not going to work for me. Right. What are you going to ask next for me to cut my hair? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm okay. Yeah. One time I'll just I, go somewhere where me, I'm appreciated. One time they asked me if I would take my Monroe out, and I said, okay, 55 bucks. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's how much I paid, plus tip. So yep. I'm yep. actually giving you a discount. So, <laughs> you know, if you give me the money that I paid for this, then. Well, my thing is, yeah. I don't want to work at a place that doesn't want me to be me. I don't want to work for you if you want me to hide or change or reshape. And we're in 2020. Like people have tattoos, people have piercings, people have gauges, people have modifications, people have fucking all kinds of shit. Get over it. I'm not asking to work at a fucking Denny's. I'm not asking (laughs) to work with like elderly, like whatever. I'm literally just I want a bartend. I want a bartend. And And you shouldn't be telling me how that I have to have my hair a natural color. Like, fuck you. No, that's the whole, that's the whole damn point of it is it's like, if you don't accept me for who I am and however I choose to, you know, put myself out in the world, then this isn't going to be a good fit (laughs) because I'm me and I'm an individual and I'm not a robot and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say your little corporate spiel and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take this out and take that. Oh, it's a health thing. No, it's not. No, No, it's not. My, my, kid, my, is not my this is not going to fall out right. good. I've had them for years. Out. Right. Not, you know, they're not the one thing out. I You're more likely like... to have loose hair <laughs> fall out than Dude, fucking dreads. I got, out. listen, I got dreads, right? I don't have Same. loose hairs. Right. Exactly. I don't have loose hair. Literally. I don't I have loose hairs. It is not happening. I had a nose ring for years and years and years, and you can't help but like play with it. And so a nose ring is kind of like, if you don't touch it, I'm fine with you having it and stuff like that. But it's kind of gross if like you're always playing with your nose ring and then you're bartending and you're playing with food. Sure, sure. Like, <laughs> like I, nobody wants to see that. You know, That's don't be true, digging in I your agree. nose and then fucking handing me a beer. Like, Not going to lie. I don't like, even though I, I take care of my hair when I'm working, I purposely don't touch my hair right. while I'm working. Because yeah. some people might think that my hair is nasty because it's dreadlocked because yes. they don't know. So for them, I don't touch it. Yeah, I right. get it. You right. know what I mean? I get it. I don't touch I'm my hair not. either when I'm working. I don't have hair but yeah. it's like you, you're not supposed you just to don't touch, touch this. Right. You know? Yeah, I'm not like rubbing my nose and then pouring some fucking drink or like coughing into my hand and then grabbing ice with my bare hands. Rubbing your yeah, nipples will, and then touching hey, the drinks. I will love Ooh. how customers, some customers don't understand it though. They'll no, they definitely don't. grab my hair. That's, ah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just, oh yeah, I've had people do that to me too. That's annoying. <laughs> I'm that's like, annoying. Uh, don't touch me. Yeah. Don't fucking touch me. I'm like, hey man, that's rude. Your right. girlfriend's standing right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, as like a guy, you can be like, hey, that's rude. For me, I literally am just like, don't fucking touch me. 
Yeah. And like, I will snap and then be like, no, it's cool. Don't worry. It's totally cool. We're cool. But don't fucking touch me. Yeah. So now I will say when I had the handlebar mustache, I used to have girls a lot of times ask me, can I touch it? They'd be like, oh my God. Well, yeah. so cool. Can I touch it? <laughs> and yeah. most of the time, most of the time I'd yeah. be like, yeah, that's cool. If they you ask totally you. Yeah. If but, they you know, ask. Again, it's polite if you ask first. If you don't, if you just reach out and oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. Same, same, same with my hair. If you say, "Hey, I've never touched a lock before," I know it's weird. What if they touch it before. while they're asking you, "Can I touch?" Well, it? that's that's like yeah. that's just like touching a titty and being yeah. like, "Can I touch this?" You don't Come mind on? if I touch Come this? For you? <laughs> oh, sorry. My my bad. So noted. Noted. <laughs> Why'd she get all offended? I asked. Her. I'll make sure that now I know. Like your yeah. hand was in her bra when you asked her bra. <laughs> like, you were all up on her table. You were on your way, like doing the creepers, like literally yeah. swimming in it, just like <laughs> parting and then getting in it. Can I touch these? Oh, dude, don't let them, don't let them do a. Oh, oh. no! Uh, no! Oh, People I can't. Are creeps. People are jerks. <laughs> People are rude. People are insensitive. People have God. no fucking class, and, Lord, and some people aren't. Some Lord, people are nice and some people nothing. understand what we're talking about. Some people get it. <laughs> some people are like, I would never touch somebody's hair that I didn't know without asking. No, you know? fuck no. What'd you oh, say, Nuni? Oh, so, well, different story. One of my favorite things to explain to people when they're like, you're a bartender, so how would you explain your job? I say, every single body who you meet, every person you meet in your life, I meet those same people, Yep. but I get them drunk. Yep. Yeah. So all the assholes you meet, all the weird people, I meet I every tell people, single one I tell of people them. all the time, I'm like, I aid in the party. Just because mm-hmm. they're all partying doesn't mean I get to party. Because people always That's be like, oh, you party for a living. And I'm like, no. No. No, no you're working. I aid in the party forever. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been nights when you get to party, and those are fun. Yeah. You know, but you can't work at a place like that for too long. It'll fucking no. destroy you if you just if you're allowed to drink all the time and you can't control it. Like, no, that's right. just no good. Either that, or you have to work with minimal people, like I do. And yeah. all of us, we know the thing is like when you work at a big places and a bunch of bartenders, there's no way you can like track everybody. When right. there's literally only three bartenders who work in this place, yeah, and we know what we need to get done, that's- yeah. They'll keep you honest. They'll keep you on your shit, and yeah, still, yeah, and, and you, you keep your cell phone because I'm like nobody else is coming to. Yeah. Nobody's taking over your shift. If you get fucked up, nobody's coming in. Yeah, no right. one's coming to, to relieve you. you. Yeah, and you're yeah. gonna screw your but, friends, and they're gonna be pissed at you. And yeah. these regulars are gonna judge you by it. So you gotta yeah. like stay on top of that. <laughs> Maintain. Know? Like you can drink because they'll try to get you drunk. You just gotta yeah. know. Yeah. Like, oh, no, they will the most the definitely try to get you drunk. Like <laughs> that is like the first thing they're gonna do is try and get you drunk. Holy shit, there are so many times that I've been like, okay, so there was actually one time where it was like my birthday, and they were like, Lauren can do as many shots as she wants. And I was like pretending to do shots and like hiding them behind yeah. this wall. And Noonie was my bar back at the time. <laughs> and whoa, was that? That was, was that, when was you that? found like the stack of shots behind <laughs> no, 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 the wall. We uh, all took a bunch. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Egyptian lover. Egyptian lover. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 The greatest nights of all time. I had all time. so many shots that like were un undrank. And I got to do a lot of them at the behind end of the, the bar. Night. That's awesome. Oh you had <laughs> you had a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. I'm the backup. I was like, Your I'll take all these the backup later. Plan. I was fucking wasted. <laughs> I was like, at one o'clock or like one fifteen, they were like, "You're not allowed behind the bar anymore." And I just yeah, went out and like, there were so many shots back there that all of us at the end of the night had like five or six shots in front of yeah. us, like to do them at the end of the night. It was so good. <laughs> That's yeah, good. Watch the regulars. Watch those regulars who are trying yeah, to test watch you. The regulars. Especially oh yeah. When you just get into a place and they're like. You seem like a cool person. Let's take a shot. Right. Right. You're like, oh, you're trouble. Let's take another oh, one. Trouble. 1738. I'm like, I don't even drink cognac, bro. Oh Come on, man. Sometimes they're trying to take you home. Sometimes they're trying to get you fired right away. Dude, yeah. You gotta Who knows what their ulterior motive is. There was this bar that I worked at that I fucking loved. Okay. 
I went there all the time because my my friends ran karaoke there. And there was a regular that worked or that was there when I worked there that their entire thing was Jaeger and LaRue mixed together. It was called a dark side. Okay. Which so Star Wars, you know, all that shit. Fucking terrible shot. Everyone loved them. I hated them. I hated them. But I would take them with them if I had to, okay? You had to take at least one in order to be, like, in their thing. But, oh, my God, it was the worst fucking shot. And all these people loved them there. And, like, every time I worked, they'd be like, let's do shots of dark sides. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let's not. Can we please not? <laughs> Anything else. Dude. <laughs> Classic. I... I was working at a bar one night and the owner comes by and he's like, um, do a shot, do a shot, do a shot. And then I was drunk and then I got sent home for the night. I was like, man, you started this shit. He's like, (laughs) anyways, guys, this has been amazing and fun. Unfortunately, the hour has flown by and we have to wrap it up. Sorry. Yep. We got to go. Thank you for coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. So much. Having me. And if you guys have a funny story, good story about uh, any service industry or your time hanging out with your friends, whatever, send us an email at farsidetales at gmail.com, please. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Have me again. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Peace. Bye.